A vegan superhero is a new breed of athlete, stronger, healthier, and driven by purpose. Vegan superheroes wage war against society's status quo and win. Vegan superheroes battle the forces of evil that profit from the suffering of others. Vegan superheroes take a stand for what they believe in and prove the haters wrong. If you ask the meatheads and clueless fitness gurus, they'll tell you that what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. Vegan superheroes inspire change, spread compassion, challenge the status quo, and fuel the revolution. Our mission is to help you become a vegan superhero. Welcome to the Vegan Gym Podcast. So we are officially on episode 100. We have hit three digits and it's been a totally crazy ride. It's kind of weird because I feel like we're just getting started with the podcast and basically all of our content that we're creating. Yeah, I think that's kind of ha- what happens when you build up momentum because you're like, oh, I'm not done yet. You know, it's just always the next thing and and building up on that. So, yeah, we, we were kind of reflecting over it um, right before this podcast. And it's crazy to think that I, I honestly remember you said, let's start a podcast. And I was like, that's not what we should be doing right now. And uh, then we just started kind of like getting into it and. And um, neither of us wanted to do it. <laughs> no, we we didn't. Uh, we were super uncomfortable. When it it we was first a very uncomfortable thing because yeah. I like I can do video and I, because I'm very expressive, so I can I like to show my expression through hand gestures and my my uh, facial expressions and everything. But like when it's I'm just sitting here, I felt so out of place. Yeah. Um. But look at us now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy to think about. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. I feel like we're just starting to kind of hit our stride. And we've been now doing this podcast for almost three years. The first episode went live on March 13th, 2018. Yeah. And we're uh, fun just, fact, just over a month away from that. Fun fact, I have yet to go back and listen to episode one. You don't listen to any of the episodes. I don't. <laughs> well, I, I've listened to a few, uh, but I typically don't listen to them. But I refuse to ever go back to episode one <laughs> yeah it's probably pretty cringeworthy <laughs> but it's it's crazy because it's just like other it the the cool thing is i talked to a lot of people and they were like oh episode one is what got me hooked i loved it so much i'm just like Ew. yeah <laughs> it's I like well it's Im- then it's only going to improve for you <laughs> i think that's there's an important lesson there it's like it's never comfortable when you're first getting started oh, totally. it's never easy like the first mile the first time in the gym the first uh time you ask someone something first date (laughs) yeah it's like it's always difficult when you first get started it's always awkward and then you just keep doing it and you get more and more comfortable with it so that's what we've done with this podcast and it's crazy to think that we're now 100 episodes in and we're just going to continue producing that content so i'm just really grateful for everyone who's listening. I'm just super grateful for the opportunity to talk about all of my favorite topics. So mindset, nutrition, fitness, veganism, like this is the stuff that I eat, live and breathe. So it's really awesome to have kind of a a channel to discuss that. So I'm really grateful for each and every one of you who tunes in on a regular basis. And like we were saying earlier, when Anders and I first got started, we had no idea what we were doing. We didn't know if anyone would really care at all. And now we have tens of thousands of downloads a month. It's been pretty awesome to watch that grow and things are continuing to grow. I, th- I think the thing is in the, in the very beginning, 
the only thing that we knew is we wanted to help people. And that's what, that's the only thing that got me on the podcast, to be honest with you. It's because like, other than that, I, there's no way I would ever do this. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically how we start everything. We're like, yeah. we're going to do this, even though we feel awkward, even though we feel uncomfortable, even though we don't want to do this really because of whatever reasons we're going to do it because our mission is to help like one other person. Yeah. Like if we, if what we're doing here just helps one other person, then it is worth the awkwardness. It's worth being uncomfortable. It's worth putting in the time and effort. So that's, um, <clears throat> that's a real big part of kind of what drives us. <clears throat> and we're going to, on this episode, discuss kind of what drives us to keep growing the vegan gym, keep growing this podcast, keep uh, growing kind of our other channels and, and keep, uh, uh, helping people. So in other words, we're going to just talk about our mission. And if you've listened to other episodes of the podcast, you probably know that our mission is to help a million vegans get into the best shape of their lives. But in this episode, we specifically want to talk about the three reasons why we have dedicated our lives to accomplishing this mission. So helping a million vegans, it's a, it's a big number. It's kind of a cool thing to focus on and think about. But at the end of the day, um, each it's not helping a million vegans. It's helping one person at a time. It's, it's, um, helping the animals, the planet and stuff. So I really just kind of want to go into detail about why this mission matters so much to me and, and honors and explain kind of what, uh, what really drives us to keep pushing forward. So, you, you know, what we should, what we should talk about first is you know the, how we created the vegan gym real quick. I think that's going to be very powerful uh, because like we haven't said, well, I know we said bits and pieces of that in, in certain places, but like, I think that would be the perfect catalyst to kind of like jump into all this other stuff. So it started with you, dude. So yeah. start talking about that. They need to know. Yeah. So this is like an update to episode <laughs> yeah, one. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. Let's, let's do it. We have a lot of new listeners um, and we can just highlight things. People can go back and listen to episode one, but how did like, first off, how did you think of the vegan gym? Like the name or the concept or what? Yeah. The name, like what made you want to start providing content for people? And, and then what made the, you create the vegan gym? actual name. Yeah. Well, I originally went vegan uh, over six and a half years ago after being diagnosed with a rare form of cancer and veganism didn't uh, cure my cancer. I just ended up getting my tumor removed. They did a bunch of scans, determined that the cancer hadn't spread. So I was pretty much in the clear, but I wanted to make sure that I never experienced that again. So I started really looking into holistic health, figuring out what my nutrition had to look like to maintain uh, peak health and, and uh, kind of maximize my longevity and quality of life. And that's how I came across um, plant-based kind of whole food style eating. And I very soon after transitioned to veganism and I just really struggled in my first year because I was, I was mostly focusing on just eating lots of fruits and vegetables and other things that were really healthy. And that was amazing, but I was really struggling in the gym to accomplish my fitness goals. I had just before going vegan, I had started really getting into fitness and that's something that I wanted to be able to continue uh, maintaining and, and achieving kind of new levels when it came to my body and my strength and physical capability. 
So I started trying to figure out, hey, how do I make veganism and fitness kind of work together? Yeah. And which at that, that time was, is like it was a very, very small community with yeah, all that. Yeah, it was like six years ago. There were it's like a handful of people publishing content on it, but I didn't uh it wasn't all the content I was kind of looking for. So I just started doing my own research, started just writing articles. And I was basically- Do you you remember like the thoughts that you had saying, I want to write articles, like I want to do this because of this? Like what what was the thought? I I just wanted to write articles to do the research on my own and figure things out. But then I... For those that don't know Leif, that's exactly how he is. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like what I would do in my free time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I just really enjoy doing research and figuring out kind of the best approach to accomplish a goal, just being really strategic and efficient at accomplishing yeah. goals. So that's why I started going so deep into the research. So you, and- so you started creating articles but what made you want to think of uh, an exact name for a platform or or a business or something like that to start working on? Yeah. Like, where was that transition? Well, I wanted to... So basically, I was like, I'm just going to create a blog. Like, that's what I'm going to do. I was working full-time as an engineer. I had no intent of ever becoming like a fitness professional. Yeah. Like, all I wanted to do is just publish content. I thought it was cool. And I was starting to learn more and more about kind of the the ethical implications of our lifestyle choices. And that just drove me even more to kind of spread veganism through fitness. And I thought that I could do that through a blog. And so I was trying to come up with like the blog name because I thought, hey, we can have a cool, if we have a cool blog name and it's it makes sense to people, it will attract kind of the right audience. So keep, I, it, keep in mind, this is when I actually just got out of the military and I started living with him. I remember him making these articles and 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 so forth. Um, yeah, I would- s- I, I thought it was crazy. He would, would come home and just, he would just sit down in his desk and right. not talk to anybody. <laughs> I would, Yeah, I would come home after working eight to 10 hours and then I would just sit in at my desk, a little desk in, in our last, in our apartment that we used to live in our old apartment (laughs) yeah (laughs) our old apartment i just kind of had this little office room that was kind of grungy (laughs) and uh i would just yeah sit at my desk and just write these articles and i would sometimes get so sucked into them and and i would just lose track of time it would be like 2 a.m and i would just force myself to go to bed because (laughs) i had to get up at seven to go work (laughs) so it uh yeah but that's just like how much i cared about doing this research i just found so interesting and i wanted to provide a platform where people could find this so i started thinking about names and trying to figure out what would make the most sense for what I was trying to accomplish. And at that point, I was just thinking, okay, veganism plus fitness. Like, how do I communicate veganism plus fitness? So obviously things like vegan fitness are pretty obvious, but I thought that was a little bland and not too interesting. And veganfitness.com was already taken. So (laughs) so I had to get creative and come up with something else. And I was just thinking like, hey, what is the what's the primary thing that I'm trying to do here? I'm trying to provide a community, a platform where vegans can come and work on their mindsets, work on their training, figure out their nutrition. I'm 
trying to create like a training facility for vegans basically like mm -hmm. online so i was i just thought about names and um i remember i had this notebook that uh i would just go through and i just made lists and lists of like all of these different words pertaining to veganism and fitness and i remember we were actually at our dad's house i i forget the exact time of the year but i think it was around the holidays we were at our dad's house and i had made many many pages of just words like um i made like two columns on each side and i would just go through and just list out all these words so i had obviously written vegan i think i had written gym at one point but I was going through this and thinking about like what I was really trying to create, like a training platform, a training facility. And I just said, well, that's that's like a gym. It's like an online gym for vegans. It's the vegan gym. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and then it just hit me. And then, and I, <laughs> you're and like, I was oh, like, so simple. The vegan gym. <laughs> I was like, that's it. Because there were a few things I was considering beyond just explaining it. I, 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 wanted, was, I was actually going to ask you, was there something that you almost pulled the trigger on? Um, there were a few others. Honestly, I don't remember them now, but I had a few dozen other ideas. And what I was trying to create was, um, so like, I'm a, I'm a huge nerd. So I just like, Th try to think of all angles to like different problems and figure it out from multiple kind of uh, directions. I mean, that's and, just the engineer brain. So yeah, probably. <laughs> but so I wanted like a clear, concise name. I wanted it to be really easy to spell. So nobody would like mess up a URL or something. And I also wanted to be sure that the URL was available because you can, I don't know if you have had any experience Anyone listening has had experience. I'm sure people listening have had experience, but if you in particular have had experience going and finding a domain, it um, sometimes you get lucky and you just find an available domain, something that you actually want. But more often than not, if it's a domain that is shorter and kind of more powerful, um, it's usually either taken or some domain broker has it and they want to charge you like 10 grand for you to yeah. <laughs> take it. And I didn't have 10 grand. <laughs> so I tried to get creative and think like, Hey, what, what could this be? So, um, ended up just, yeah, just hit me. I remember I was uh, in in dad's little loft area up on the second floor yeah. sitting on that couch and and I was just um, going through names and then it was just like, that was it. It's like the vegan gym. And then I quickly pulled out my phone or laptop, I forget which one I had, and just looked it up on, on a domain listing site and it said that was available for like 12 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, yes, this is it. So that's how kind of the name originated and I just started publishing content on there and it was... Yeah, it was just you. You guys can scroll all the way down on Instagram if you really want to see like how it all started um, and and all that stuff. Yeah, and is, I would just do things on Instagram too. After I came up with the name, I started an Instagram account and I just did uh, random posts and stuff. Like, took a picture of like weird things. Like, <laughs> I think one of my first pictures is like a massive sweet potato that I bought. <laughs> like, just stupid stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a really cool experience going through that. And then people just started reaching out to me and saying, Hey, I read your article, have a few questions. I would just answer the questions. And like, that's, that just 
really lit my passion on fire. That's all I wanted to do is just answer people's questions and help them because I did enjoy my job, but it wasn't providing kind of the fulfillment that I was really looking for. Like I wasn't passionate about what I was doing at work, but I was super passionate about this vegan fitness uh, material. So just started asking, answering questions. People started asking for meal plans. And so I just started making meal plans for people, providing training advice. And then people started asking for coaching. So I said, yeah, sure. I can do coaching. Like I have this commitment throughout the week. I work full time, but I can help you kind of in my off hours and stuff. And just started growing from there. We got more and more people. Honors jumped on and we started launching challenges. And then we started uh, the Vegan Gains Academy. for yeah. That was a while ago. Throwback. Yeah, seriously. And <laughs> then we um, came up with the idea of kind of like vegan superheroes and what it means to be a a vegan who's really kind of driven and and working which to, is a lot more in line with our mission so. exactly so everything just kind of fell into peace from there and it was really really cool so yeah i think um i yeah i wasn't planning to share that story i think that's i think it's necessary cool. so, to so kind of transition you. into our, yeah. our mission so yeah i don't know what you're passionate about but whatever really lights you on fire that's really the thing that you need to be spending time practicing so like that was i started this i don't know four and something years ago four and a half years ago started publishing articles and doing things like that so i just i as as i just covered like i had no game plan um i didn't think that that would become my career but i just started publishing things and and I just cared about it so much that I pushed through all the difficult times. I pushed through times where, like there's when a, we first transitioned, there's a lot of stuff that. Uh, yeah, when I'm we glad f- that we made it through. <laughs> right when I when things started uh, growing rapidly with our coaching program, I left my job, and we were just living on savings and credit cards and stuff. Like we had no idea how to make ends meet. Yeah, that's, uh, that's like six months I, down the road, got out of college too. Yeah, you I, dropped out of college. I was. I left All my our job. family thought I was so <laughs> stupid yeah, <laughs> because well, I was like a few classes away from a bachelor's. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't understand. They didn't right. think you were stupid, but there was, it was, um, yeah, it was important to kind of make that leap. But then, yeah, we, we just kind of had to figure things scary. out. And, there was a lot of moments where we had no idea what was going to happen. Uh, yeah. So, well, that's the beauty of having, uh, being passionate about helping, uh, people get to a certain place and, just having a community around that. I think that's Yeah, so when powerful. you when you care more about the thing that you're focusing on than anything else, it's that's going to be enough to fuel you to get through the difficult times. And if you don't have that passion, what I what I used to hear cuz I've always been kind of on, interested in entrepreneurship. So I used to do lemonade stands when I was growing up and um hired Anders and my my sister Elke. Well, I remember <laughs> I, the the mowing business, the lawn care business. Well, we did did the lawn care business as well, so hired hired you, I think, yeah, maybe. I, and I was only allowed my to sweep the stuff. driveway, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like I've always been interested in in like starting um, my own business and entrepreneurship, but I didn't, um, but, and when I first 
kind of thought about business ideas and stuff, I thought, well, you need to just focus on money. And like, that's, that's the thing that you need to focus on or else you're not going to be able to grow a business. That's totally false. What you need to focus on is what you're passionate about. Because if you're not passionate about what you're doing and you're just chasing money or something else that uh, doesn't really have any significance, um, then you're not going to push through the difficult times. And if you don't love what you do, you're not going to have the long-term grit and motivation and, and commitment to achieve. You're not going to feel that, fulfilled that at all. Yeah. And you're not going to feel fulfilled. So that's huge. Like we're just driven by kind of that purpose, passion, the mission. And, um, and now thankfully we don't have to worry too much about money, yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, it's been cool to see that, that transition. Yeah. It's been really cool. So anyways, yeah, that was uh, more of an intro than I was expecting, but I think, I, I think, think that was a good great, addition. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so let's, um, let's dive into kind of the three reasons why we're so dedicated to accomplishing the mission of helping a million vegans get into the best shape of their lives. So reason number one, we absolutely love transforming lives. So fitness has transformed my life. Fitness has always been here for me. Fitness has taught me how to build resilience. Fitness has given me um, an outlet for anger and frustration during difficult periods of my life. Fitness has really kind of taught me that your rewards in life are given in direct proportion for your efforts. And fitness has also taught me how to push beyond my perceived limits. Fitness has just kind of always grounded me and forced me to check my ego and really push hard to accomplish the things that matter to me. So those are just a few of the reasons that I absolutely love fitness. And there is no greater feeling in the world to me than helping um, other people transform their lives through fitness, because I think it's so incredibly powerful when you use fitness as kind of the foundation for life transformation. Mm -hmm. Um, everything just, uh, just works out really well. So fitness is about so much more than being able to squat a bunch of weight or run a fast mile or get six pack abs or build peachy glutes, like looking looking great is nice. Like being strong is great, but it really comes down to how you feel on the inside. And fitness has helped me to build so much confidence and self-belief that I didn't have, um, not even five years ago, but certainly not 10 years ago when I kind of got started in fitness. And I know that you've kind of been through the same thing and we see that happen to all of our clients. We see that happen to so many people who just focus on fitness and doing the things required to accomplish kind of their, their fitness goals and then realize kind of how much other amazing stuff comes along with that. So that's kind of the greatest gift that fitness has to offer, in my opinion, the ability to help you build self-confidence and self-belief. It's completely transformed how I view myself and it will completely transform how you view yourself as well and what you believe that you are capable of. So that's why I love fitness. That's why I love using fitness to transform people's lives. The nutrition part is huge as well. As I mentioned earlier, I went vegan in 2014 after being diagnosed with cancer. And as I also said, like after having surgery, my oncologists did a bunch of scans of my whole body and basically determined that the cancer had not spread beyond the single tumor that I had removed through surgery. So I was basically in the clear. My uh, 
my oncologists were kind of pushing for preventative chemotherapy, but I started doing research into holistic nutrition and holistic healing and realized that that was not the right path for me. And it was basically at that point where I swore that I would do whatever it took to never experience the, the fear and the pain that I went through during that time. And I think that's incredibly important. I wish I could give that gift to other people. That's not really an experience that you can have help other people experience without them having going, without them going through it themselves or without them knowing somebody very close to them who goes through it and they, they see that kind of whole process. But, uh, that was my first real introduction to, the medical world and realizing that it's uh, the whole medical industry, most of the medical industry is focused on um, putting a bandaid on an existing problem. AKA and money. It's, <laughs> it's not, uh, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not anti-medicine. I'm right. not anti the medical field, but I do think too much of the emphasis is on the bandaid part of it right. and not just making sure that you don't get the wound in the beginning. Right. <laughs> like there needs to be more of an emphasis on the preventative side of things. And that's really, that's just opened my eyes to what's, um, what's really important when it comes to taking control of your health. So focusing on nutrition, being sure that you're being conscious of what you eat, you're being very purposeful in what you're eating. That's uh, that's really important. And I was relatively healthy at the time. I was only 21 years old at the time. So to this day, I don't know exactly what caused the, um, the tumor to form. Uh, but basically, I'm just a huge proponent of doing everything in your power to stay as healthy as possible. So there are lots and lots of variables that go into determining whether you develop certain diseases or not. But at the end of the day, it really almost entirely comes down to lifestyle choices. So what are you doing in regards to moving your body, uh, drinking enough water, sleeping enough, um, maintaining a lower stress level, being sure that you're consuming an adequate array of different fruits and vegetables, hitting your micronutrient intakes. Um, all of this stuff matters. So focusing on kind of the lifestyle part of things not only transforms your body, not only transforms your mind, but also transforms your health. And that can have a massive impact on how your quality of life and where you end up. Right. Like even, even if I'm able to, if I live to a hundred, it doesn't matter if I'm like sick for like age 70 and beyond. And I'm just living on like drugs and medical equipment. <laughs> so what's your quality of life as well? And, and how are you really working to cultivate a right. higher level of health. I think that's incredibly important. And that's something that too many people take for granted until it's too late. That's something that I took for granted. And I think it's probably pretty normal for a 21 year old to take, uh, take their health for granted, yeah. but it's, well, it's, it's important to put it into perspective. Um, I, I forget the exact quote, but it's essentially like, you're either going to invest in your health now or later. And that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and that's time, that's, that's money, that's resources, that's like everything. Um, and it, it's a heavy hitter, you know, um, because a lot of people do. Yeah. And the investment, the investment in your health now is a lot less expensive and oh, way totally. more beneficial than 
20 plus years down the road. So totally. it's really important to put that into perspective because yeah, lots of too many people just say, well, if I get sick, I'll go to the doctors. Well, if I end up with some disease, like I'll just go get treatment. Well, let's, let's not have that stuff happen. <laughs> right. Maybe that would be a better approach. So let's really get smart about how we're consuming foods and how we're kind of fueling our body and recovering and, and just um, maintaining a, a high kind of quality of life. So, and that's not to say that I just eat um, like potatoes and drink kale shakes all day. Like I, I still eat vegan pizza, I eat snacks. I had some hippies yesterday. I do include foods like that in, in my nutrition because I really enjoy the things. And I think that totally cutting out everything that you love to eat yeah. is not the right approach either. Balance, but I'm, balance is so incredible. Yeah, it is. It is about balance, but I'm really conscious about my nutrition. When I first started focusing on plant-based nutrition, I exclusively ate like minimally processed whole foods, mostly fruits and veggies with occasional grains. And I think that a minimally processed whole food plant-based diet is the healthiest path, is kind of the healthiest diet that you could possibly have. But as long as you are eating plenty of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and consuming adequate amounts of all vitamins and minerals, I don't think that including some more processed plant foods is a problem. But again, like you said, it comes down to moderation. So this is not uh, like a vegan junk food diet is not the solution. <laughs> I don't think you need to just be drinking kale shakes all the time. Um, I think everything kind of in in moderation is is a good approach. And I think that's kind of the best of, of both worlds as well. So basically, my nutrition approach is twofold. I want to focus on what I call hypernutrition and then also satisfy satisfying cravings in moderation. So as far as hypernutrition goes, that just means that you're consuming an adequate amount of all of your micronutrients. There are no nutritional gaps in your diet. And then as far as satisfying cravings in moderation, I think that's pretty self-explanatory, but just including some of those things like vegan pizza or other things that uh, that you really enjoy eating and just kind of balancing all of those. So balancing the micronutrients and then also balancing macronutrients uh, for your body composition to accomplish your fitness goals. I think both of those pieces is uh, are really important. And you can also increase the healthfulness and nutrient density of your favorite dishes. So all of those kind of quote unquote junk foods. Uh, so vegan pizza, for example, you can make a pretty healthy vegan pizza. You just need to swap out a few ingredients, maybe not use processed vegan cheese, fake meats or cheeses and opt for something else that's more whole food based. So you can make lots of these tweaks and still be enjoying the same foods with just slight variations that are healthier and also more macro friendly. So they're more in line with your goals and they just um, make sure that you stay healthier. So that's basically my approach to nutrition. And I believe that when you take care of your body, your mind follows and your entire life transforms. That's why nutrition is so important. That's why fitness is so important. And that's why we absolutely love to give people the gift of health and fitness. It completely transforms your life. And I just, I want other people to experience what I have gotten out of my fitness and nutrition because it's completely transformed my life. And it's just really improved my quality of life. 
So that's the first reason our mission matters so much to us. The second reason is that we want to do everything in our power to save the animals and our planet. So I want to first discuss the animal part of it. Uh, so the ethical part of it. Uh, there was actually a picture that I saw on Reddit the other day, and it's a picture of two aliens looking down at Earth from their spaceship. And one of the aliens says, I see no ethical issue with eating humans. They're 100 times less intelligent than us. <laughs> and the other alien responds by saying, yes, as long as they're slaughtered alienly, I see no problem with that. <laughs> and it uh, first made me laugh a little bit, but then it really made me stop and think for a second. Like, could you imagine growing up in a steel cage with hundreds of other people? So humans. Uh, you're crammed in so tightly you can't even turn around. You're denied sunlight, uh, kind words, affection. And then at the end of your short life, you and everyone you've ever known in this world is slaughtered for someone else to eat. Now, none of us would consider that a humane existence for a human, yet that is the total life experience for tens of billions of animals who are bred and slaughtered every year. So what if some other population decided to descend upon Earth and treat us the same way that we treat animals? All of the pitiful arguments that we use as justification for the mass extinction of sentient beings could be used by a more intelligent, more advanced species that looks at us and thinks that we don't communicate in the same way, we're not nearly as smart as they are, and they uh, just have this justification for murdering all of us and consuming us for food. So I think that really gives you something to think about. Because we're all conditioned from birth to view some animals as friends and others as food, which absolutely makes no sense. So we objectify animals and we really fail to understand them as the sentient beings that they are. Cows, pigs, chickens, and fish, they all experience love, grief, and fear, and they may not be able to verbalize their emotions in the same way that we can, but then again, not all humans are really capable of doing that either. So when I first went vegan, I went vegan for health reasons, but then I very soon realized that veganism is about so much more. And I was starting to get exposed to the ethical side of veganism, which has really driven me to uh, even more in my mission to spread veganism and help more people through fitness. So I really believe that perhaps the most admirable character trait a person can possess is a commitment to speaking on behalf of those who are powerless and voiceless and suffering from oppression. That is what we see with the vast majority of animals on this planet, and that is something that we absolutely need to change. So that's kind of the first part. Second part uh, is about the environment. So factory farming contributes heavily towards environmental problems all over the world. Think about the tens of billions of animals that are slaughtered uh, every single year to fill up supermarkets. All of those animals have to be fed. Uh, they have to have water. They have to be housed before they're slaughtered. And the process of deforestation around the world as well is driven by the need for creating more pasture lands and animal feed, whereas feeding the world with more plant-based foods would only require a fraction of that land and resources. 
And also animals in the agriculture industry contribute to the contamination of the water table because of all the fecal runoff. They consume tons of water and grain, which must then be farmed using more water and more resources. Also, you have so many pesticides that are added to the crops that they feed the animals and they also inject unhealthy hormones into animals as well to make them grow bigger and faster than they would otherwise. It's really a vicious cycle that contributes to the degradation of our environment. And we have to think about all of these natural resources that factory farming and crop raising deplete. So you need to put um, resources into growing the food for the animals, then growing the animals themselves, and then slaughtering the animals and transporting their corpses to the grocery store. And by contrast, the plant-based food chain is much shorter, uses much less uh, natural resources, is much more efficient, and just a way better system that obviously doesn't have the ethical implications that are modern uh, factory farming kind of production facility processes have. So that's another really important part of veganism that that really drives me because our our world is in a is in a dire need of um of of help when it comes to re- starting to reverse climate change. So um, there is another topic as well when it comes to talking about kind of the benefits of veganism that I think doesn't get talked about enough. Um, And that's the fact that veganism could solve world hunger. So here's why. Animals are extremely inefficient converters of food. When you think about how much food, so the calories, protein, nutrients, how much of that is lost by cycling crops through animals for meat versus just eating a plant-based diet directly. So if um, we actually look at the numbers, I've got some numbers here to share, and there are different estimates depending on what research study you find and what uh, kind of source of that research you are tuning into. But chickens consume approximately two to five times more calories and protein than they produce. Pigs consume four to nine times more calories and protein than they produce. And cows consume six to 25 times more calories and protein than they they produce. So when you look at those rates, um, that's extremely, extremely inefficient. So instead of using all of this feed to just um, kind of cycle through uh, animals and then eat the animals, you can just eat the food that would otherwise go to them. Or instead of producing the exact food that they would eat, you just use the same farmlands and and resources to produce other plant foods that, um, that we would probably want to consume more of. So even with edible weight, so when it comes to what, um, when it comes to looking at these efficiency rates, uh, there are huge variations such as the edible weight versus the carcass uh, hanging weight versus kind of the final take home weight. And all of these are gross terms to kind of think about, but I just want you to understand that roughly half of live weight for pigs and one third for cows is actually uh, consumed. So that actually effectively doubles and triples those inefficiency ratios that I just discussed earlier. 
Plus, most of the caloric energy that animals consume is used to fuel their metabolism. It's used to form bones, cartilage, feathers, fluids, and other uh, parts that humans do not consume. And the efficiencies just um, more than double when you start removing some of those things, like uh, when you start removing liquid weights, so the weight of water, blood, other bodily fluids and stuff. And this, this is kind of gross to talk about, but I'm just trying to illustrate a point in that this is such a stupid, inefficient method for producing food. And it's really, it's uh, frustrating both for obviously the the um, horrors that the animals experience, but then also the the fact that we are that we have millions of people who are starving on this planet who don't have food because we are too stuck on the idea of uh, consuming animal products and other things that we do not need for um, for any reason at all. So um, yeah, and then oftentimes kind of the, the food industry will publish the low end feed conversion ratios, which kind of minimizes the perceived waste, but it's much higher. And those, the reasons I just discussed are why it's much higher than what the meat and dairy industries would ever publicly acknowledge. And grass fed is not the solution here. So I've heard that a lot. Uh, well, we'll just start having cows and other animals just graze on pastures and they'll be grass fed. It'll be healthier meat, whatever that means. It'll be humane. Yeah, it will be humane. Don't even (laughs) even get me started. So, but that, that argument doesn't even hold because grass fed cattle emit three times more methane than crop fed cattle and are the cause of massive deforestation to create grazing pastures. So all of these ethical and environmental concerns are really the second reason that our mission matters so much to us. And I'm going through and saying reason one, reason two, and I'll say reason three in just a minute. But uh, these aren't actually listed in like order of importance or anything like that. Like all of these really, really matter to us. And the ethical and environmental side of things is is really important. And that's not exactly the part that we push when it comes to the content that we create, because we're really focused on challenging the status quo and focusing on vegan fitness and just um, just showing how healthy and fit you can be as a vegan. Like that's kind of our form of activism. But uh, it's really um, a Trojan horse for kind of all this other oh, stuff totally. where we can, uh, once you kind of establish a foothold, then you can start informing people about the ethical and, and environmental concerns. So for some people, like the ethical and environmental part resonates more. For us, we found that the best platform for us is to spread information through the channel of vegan fitness. So anyways, that is reason number two. Reason number three is the ripple effect of the work that we're doing and the the effect that just kind of has on, on everybody uh, that we have the um, opportunity, the honor to, to help. So fitness in general is cool. I love fitness, but vegan fitness is way cooler because vegans are driven by a lot more than just looking good and feeling good. And of course, that's important. Of course, we enjoy looking good and feeling good. But every rep in the gym actually has a bigger purpose behind it for vegan athletes. And it's really cool to feel like you're making a difference in the world. 
So it's not just, hey, I'm going to the gym and I have to get in my workout because I want to lose 20 pounds. No, it's I'm getting into the gym to prove to myself and everyone else what is possible, uh, not just for kind of the mental gains that I'm going to get from that, but also for the ability to spread the vegan message and show other people what is truly possible. So that's a really amazing part of it. And when we first started posting on social media, as we kind of said earlier, like we just had the goal of helping like one person. It was just one person at a time. That's all I wanted to do is if I publish, if I spend 12 hours writing this article and it helps one person, totally worth it. And I think that's amazing. I still feel that way, but um, our impact has now expanded far beyond that. Um, We've now helped tens and tens of thousands of vegans through our podcast, books, coaching, courses, and um, that's amazing, but it's not just the people that we've helped directly. It's also the ripple effect of all of those people um, who are going out and inspiring others and helping others. And that's absolutely incredible. So we, uh, every person that we help has the opportunity to help other people. And the cool thing about getting fit as a vegan is that you influence other people beyond just the fact that you're working out and maintaining kind of consistency around your training, but also that you are doing it as a vegan and people start asking questions, especially if you're lifting more weight than they are, which uh, has been a, a cool thing when, whenever I'm in a gym, I'm not usually the strongest guy, but I'm one of the stronger guys. And whenever I'm kind of wearing vegan fitness apparel or something like that, it's really, it's really awesome. So I can't tell you the exact number of people who I directly influenced to go vegan. Um, I know of a couple dozen, I don't know exactly what that number is, but what about all the people that those people have influenced to go vegan or eat more plant-based like honors went vegan because of me, how many people has he touched because of the the actions that I took to help him uh, transition to veganism. And then all those people who he touched, what did they do in right. their networks to, to help other people, to inspire other people? Um, so what about all of those people on the second, third, fourth, whatever levels, waves, whatever you want to call it, who your your actions have influenced to go vegan or eat more plant-based? What about all the clients that we work with who transform their bodies and inspire a friend or family member to try veganism? What about all those dozens of people who have come up to me in the gym when I'm wearing some kind of vegan fitness apparel and ask me about veganism? It usually starts with, uh, I'm just lifting some weights and then some guy comes over and- You're not actually and, vegan, are you? Yeah, that's, all, <laughs> that's how it always starts. And they're like, so are you, uh, are you actually vegan? <laughs> it's like, no, I just wear vegan shirts. <laughs> so I, and it, no, so I don't act, I'm not actually sarcastic because I love those conversations. And, and I just, um, I love saying, yeah, actually I am vegan. And then they will always have questions or say, Hey, yeah, I know like a friend of mine tried veganism or my wife's vegetarian, or I've been trying more plant-based stuff. And then you just have a conversation and you give more information. They ask questions. It's a level conversation. It's not getting into someone's face about it. Type yeah. Of thing. 
And I think all forms of vegan activism have their place. Like everyone needs to find kind of their preferred form of activism, if that's what you kind of want to be doing with your time. But uh, for us, it's just inspire through action. Yeah, it's just showing up, getting it done. And then when people come up and they ask questions, which happens all the time, then I'm I love having those conversations. So that's really cool. The ripple effect that we all have is absolutely enormous. We are the reason. And by we, I mean you listening to this episode as well. We are all the reason that veganism is spreading. Instead of just telling people that they should go vegan, which I think does have a place, you can show them why they should go vegan through your actions relating to fitness and nutrition. I think that's incredibly powerful. And that's why we love spreading veganism through fitness. So you can have a direct impact on making that happen, which is why our mission to help you uh, get into the best shape of your life matters so much to us. And um, that's what we're trying to to help you accomplish. And I think uh, the, the effect that we can have on you will just be multiplied when you start inspiring and helping other people. Uh, So that's amazing. Another way that you can have a direct impact on spreading veganism is by sharing this podcast with a friend. You can post it in a vegan activism group or a vegan fitness group or post it on your story or just tell a a family member or a friend. You can send a link or something. We absolutely will need your help to reach a million vegans. We don't do any ads on uh, the podcast and we're not going to ever do that. So the only way that we're going to continue getting our message out is not through paid advertising, but through you just spreading the message and helping to inspire other people. So together we'll transform our lives, we'll save the animals, and we're going to make the world a happier, healthier place. So I want to thank you so much for joining us on this mission, for tuning into the podcast. We're now a hundred episodes in. It's been an absolutely amazing journey, and we can't wait to bring you another hundred episodes. Take care, and we'll talk soon. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. To take the next step in your vegan fitness journey and get access to all our best content for free, check out theveganjim.com. We'll teach you everything you need to know to torch body fat, break through plateaus, build lean vegan muscle, and supercharge your health. Get started right now at theveganjim.com. Until next time, peace, love, and gains.